So there'll be some times where I'll think of like a really good <clears throat> intro, intro or outro or podcast description, but it'll be like as I'm falling asleep. I'll remember. You that. always got to write stuff down. <laughs> I'll remember that, and then I never always, do. Always, always uh, have to write it down. But I remember that one. Welcome to a whole wow. new pod, a podcast all about Disney Channel so original good. movies, watching them and appreciating them. Appreciating keyword here. Maybe not always loving, but we appreciate the craft that goes into them. I'm your host, Lucas Melby, and I'm Jacob Telejohn. And who boy, that last episode. It was a good one. We enjoyed Cadet Kelly, but maybe a little too much, too profusely, too voluminously, because that was a that was our longest episode. I Ever. went through all of our past episodes, and especially for an episode without Sam on it. Sam was actually a little upset he, we didn't have him on for Cadet Kelly, Whoa. but who knows how long <laughs> that episode would have been if he was on there. So and you didn't cut out too much from it, did I you? I cut out about her? 15 minutes. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't remember exactly how long But it still was it uh, a long episode. But hopefully you enjoyed it. We'll make efforts to keep this, hopefully, of a, a more normal length. And in my eyes, a, a more manageable length for editing. So we're not going to beat around the bush. We usually don't talk that much before we get into the movie. But all we'll say is stuff in the world's still pretty bad. Uh, yeah. But you know what? DCOMs have been good. They've, yeah, they have. We're on a good, good we run are on here. A, Time is so weird as far as... No, you lucky We've dog. been in 2002 no. now for a couple months, but we've only done like two episodes. This is our third Good 2002 point. movie, but uh, yeah. double teamed Cadet Kelly... Double teamed. Man, that was a good one, too. In today's decom of True Confessions, we're yeah. on a good streak. And, and actually, before that, Twas the Night, we liked a good amount, yeah, too. Brian Cranston. Uh, before that was Halloween Town, so... Halloween Town 2. So we've been on a good streak since Halloween Town oh, 2. Oh, stop it. Halloween Town. I, I really I, felt that Halloween Town like was series. missing uh, half-baked ideas about time travel. Oh. But we are not going to relitigate past oh. DCOMs. We need to get into this one. And it was a good one. I was yeah. pleasantly surprised with this. This is a DCOM unlike one we've had for a while. The last one I can think of like this would be color. the color of friendship. Yeah. I did not say the color purple this time. <laughs> I was practicing that. Where this is, as sometimes you could talk about in sitcoms, where there'd be a very serious episode once a season where they deal with something like racism, like yeah. in the color purple. And in True Confessions, we are dealing with mental illness specifically. You just said color purple. I did? Yes. <laughs> Well, at least at least you've mentioned it because there's like sometimes where, as I'm editing it, I'll hear myself misspeak and I'm oh. like, oh, can I edit around this somehow? And I can't. So the color of friendship, yes, dealt with racism, and this deals with mental illness. Yeah. But Shia LaBeouf's character, Shia LaBeouf's in this movie, spoiler alert, is autistic, but they just say he's developmentally disabled, and that's. Still Broad. fairly accurate because now they've moved away, I think, uh, as far as clinical psychology and that sort of stuff of it's autism spectrum disorders. Mm. And it's not so much as autism, Asperger's. It's more treated as a, a continuum where yeah. you can land somewhere on there. So yeah. we'll get into it with one of the weirder intros we've had where it starts off with a very dramatic shot of well, maybe it's more just kind of cheerful at first but it gets a little more dramatic as the movie goes along of two young kids maybe three four yeah, they're not, at not very the old. oldest yep. walking around in this field with matching white shirts and overalls, overalls on. one yeah. is a girl one's a boy yeah 
spinning around, swinging hands, and we'll quickly put together as we switch to more normal shots and get no. some narration that these are going to be our two main characters, Trudy, also known as True, and her twin brother, Eddie, played by Shia LaBeouf. So we all know Shia, but True was also in another. She's a decom. Going way back. Yeah, back to like one of our first. Literally the first. First. Uh, under wraps, she was... I don't remember her name. No. We looked up her name. It was... I don't know. But <laughs> she, did, she did look familiar, but it was almost like familiar in a way that she looks like some... Do I know somebody that looks like her? Yeah. <laughs> but I guess maybe the my, the connection my mind was making was to From under years wraps. ago, yeah. So, so yeah, they're, they're using yet again another DCOM star and one of their DCOMs. And this is actually... Is this Shia's first... Nope, second. Nope, second. He was in Hounded. That's right. I can't forget Hounded. Oh, man. You talked about, as we were finishing up the movie, that yeah. you felt this movie was lacking a little Shia. So was Hounded. Hounded, yeah. he was kind of underutilized. I don't even we got, really uh, remember him much in it. We had Ed Bagley Jr. kind of do the heavy lifting as yeah. his father and that. And he was he was good. So as I briefly mentioned, we get some narration because, of course, this is the DCOM that's kind of over what could best be described as archival footage of True and Eddie. Just, I don't know, they're on the swings. Eddie, I think, is at some sort of special Olympics type event. There's a lot of that throughout the whole movie, like you said. Well, this is finally, they have an in-universe justification for the main character to be narrating the entire movie. Good point. The yeah. closest besides this would have been Quince, where yeah. that essentially was, I'm just telling you a story. It made you look. It made you look. <laughs> it was all a lie. It was yeah. all a dream. It was all Quince. Yeah. So, True, as we learned from her talking, is she just loves her camera. That's where all this yes. archival footage is apparently coming from. Even though some of it includes her and Eddie in a single frame. But so. being shot by somebody else. Who is this somebody else? And we it, never it, learn. So then we cut to her and her friends returning from school, which is by ferry. They take a ferry. ferry. And he's not kidding. Like, that's a thing. They take a ferry across some water, land, and then get on their bikes to go home. Yeah. And as they're doing this, her talk about... So she loves the camera, but she also just loves... Kind of the glitz and glamour of television and Papa, movies. Papa, paparazzi. Where she says, hey, wouldn't it be great to live in a sitcom? Because everything would get wrapped up at the end of the episode and no. everything's all cool. And her friends are like, but that'd be kind of boring too. And she's like, nah, whatever, man. Reality's harsh. Dropping I, facts I, here. I, the only sitcom Truth. I want to live in is Home Improvement. Mm. <laughs> Moving on stylistically we can mention for this movie is constantly throughout the movie we get kind of best could be described as interstitials of just kind of tv static cutting to some of this archival footage sometimes like quick close-ups of people in a row as uh jake has been making the the noise sort of like a camera flashes it's like zooming in on them and there's some parts about the movie stylistically towards the beginning that are kind of obnoxious. Well, some of the things you'd compare to the the Frankie Muniz miracle. Yeah, lane. quite shortly we'll get into her imagining her life in this in idyllic s- sitcom, sitcom fashion, complete with uh, a cast and crew and live yeah. studio audience. And, it, it and I was worried that it was going to continue, but like that whole thing. But kind of wasn't. like in Miracle in Lane yeah. Two, where. This movie gets a lot more serious than Miracle in Lane yeah, 2, definitely. but Miracle in Lane 2 was also kind of front-loaded with some of that goofy stuff, and then towards the end of the movie, just as like, 
you can't use a, a handbrake. Yeah. This, is, this is absurd. Oh, man, that ass. Uh, cool. So the true is with her friends, and they return home where yeah. she opens the door, and this is where we first get shot of Eddie outside Eddie. of yes. the old footage. And saying shot is accurate because he comes out with a big flash bulb, old-fashioned camera. style camera. He starts jumping out towards True and her friends, and the flash bulb was actually operational, maybe. Yeah. And he keeps doing that and yelling "paparazzi, paparazzi!" And her very friends are pissed. Yeah, and I will say and she's pissed. Yes, uh, True and her friends are both taken aback, and her friends are just basically like, "See ya." Yeah, we're getting out of this because but this is like her the- mom shows up and says, "Oh, what's going on?" And True's yelling, saying, "Mom, blah blah blah, stop!" No. And it's all chaotic, and I honestly, if I was in that situation, I would probably want to go <laughs> home too. But but this is like the only time we ever see her friends kind of just like, oh, like we don't like this dude. Like after this, they just seem yeah. fine with it. Thankfully, it's... they are nice to Eddie. Yes. And I, up front, we can just kind of talk about Shia LaBeouf's performance as Eddie. It seems that. I don't think Shia, Shia, I always, for the longest time as a kid, I just never really separated what was his real first name. It Shia, always, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, just one, one clear yes. statement. Yeah. And we had Leonardo DiCaprio and What's Eating Gilbert, Gilbert Grape, Grape playing yeah. some kind of developmentally challenged And character. I think he played well. I thought he should have got an Oscar for that role. I mean, if you have a decent child actor... Hey, he's not Rosie O'Donnell playing <laughs> riding the bus with my uh, sister levels or uh, John Travolta in, I think that movie recently was called Greek or something. I don't know. Uh, but he does a good job. He, yeah, I think it's, it's, accurately, not, it's not, it's, he doesn't do it over the top. Yeah, I think he accurately displays some of the mannerisms of at least autistic people that I've experienced in life and it doesn't yeah. feel too over the top. Some of those like little ticks or, or where like he mock. hands and kind of twist them in some different ways when he's talking. Maybe some of that could be looked at as stereotypical. Does like a lot of like blinking, stumbling over his words. Yeah. Which hey, coming from me, you don't need to be <laughs> developmentally challenged to stumble over your words sometimes. But so I think it's a it's not exploitative no. or anything like that. And I think. Yeah. We will come into some situations where the plot of the movie puts him into some scenarios where it feels a little like, eh, I don't know, this maybe is a bit much, but his portrayal in the general sense, I think, is pretty good. Good, yep. So then, after True gets done arguing with, well, she argues with her mom, where basically she's like, "Eh, Eddie, you just treat him like he's the best, he gets away with everything, if I did any of the stuff he did you wouldn't let me do it. And this movie is, I think pretty realistic with its character portrayals and growth where me and Jacob both had the sense where she's lived with Eddie her whole life. She should be used to some of his autistic antics or whatever. But she's also will learn. I think she's a freshman in high school. So that means she's 14 ish. And Mm. you know what? Sometimes teenagers are angsty little shits. And, and that's and what it is, too. Maybe she just reacts to him based on what's going on in her personal life. Yeah. You know, maybe she can so take it. So I find that maybe uh, she can't. understandable. Maybe not yeah. relatable, but understandable. Yeah. But it does not make true an initially likable character. No. But unlike some other DCOMs we've watched, like Cadet Kelly, Kelly at the beginning of that movie, where she just seems you're maybe like a- 
actually supposed to like her. I don't think you're supposed to necessarily like True at the beginning of this movie. Which True. is asking a lot uh, for a movie where it is named after a character and that character All narrates the whole movie. Exactly. So, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, we here get a daydream of what True would view as her ideal mom where it's in the trappings of a, a sitcom, but an older style. Feels like Lucille Ball. Or the yes. Honeymooners, where it's just like 50s style dresses and sets. Her mom's just like, oh, your fashion sense is so great. Okay. I wish you would give me a $100 allowance. And then the, the audience laughs because while it's supposed to be a sitcom, there's not actually any real jokes <laughs> being involved yeah, Well, here. yeah, because they, they have like the applause or yeah. laugh, laugh. And this whatever. crowd is very into this yes, fake show <laughs> they love it they are uproarious with their their applause yeah but then she comes in and says my life's not a sitcom it's more like a soap opera mm. my question is as a 14 year old girl how much is she how watching many soaps soap are operas? you watching are you my mother <laughs> and uh based on what i understand of soap operas i don't think anybody would continue watching it if it was a fairly realistic portrayal <laughs> of a family dealing with a child with autism <laughs> and not you know murder sex yes. backstabbing and people sex. coming back from the dead evil twins that sort of thing oh my then we find out that uh true and eddie's dad is a neurosurgeon which yes. true thinks is gross because brains brains ew. Ew. <laughs> which is not Usually, I would think what kids would think. Cool. Eddie seems to think it's cool, as we'll see a little bit later on in the movie, to operate on a brain. Yeah. I think this is where we kind of introduce what I would think of as a burn book, but it's kind of just like her own personal scrapbook of true stories, oh, top secret, and a lot of very late 90s, early 2000s lettering, and she says some story about baby sharks like yeah and, and, each other and, and, and then it shows like a, i don't know how would you describe that it just shows like her notebook comes to life the shark eats the other shark and like, she eats does not eddie's... go baby shark do do to do thank do, god <laughs> but like her shark eats eddie's shark and, well, and then or she was slams it, or does he i eat think hers? eddie's shark maybe eats hers and then yeah, she slams the book and goes no it was it was weird the book and just especially we get her where she it's unclear what her, really the purpose of her video is, but I guess back then you didn't necessarily have a purpose. No. Kids would just make their own movies yeah. for their own pleasure and to do with friends. So she's just is essentially proto-blogging, or yeah. sorry, vlogging, where she's the just talking logging. to her camera, but it's not like she does anything is with this, it. Is this like the first time we see her sideways TVs, too? I think so. She's got a, a very, Art, very cool... Artsy room. Very cool kids' room, yeah. almost... I got some iCarly vibes, maybe. Just yeah. Some of that might just be the technology where she has a setup where it's like she has her camcorder that has the screen that can face towards her so she can see like the viewfinder. Is this when we got that really weird scene or did we get that earlier where they just like cut between like all the different cameras? And I think like this is I th- all over the I'm place. I'm basing this on my notes, but I yeah. think that's what my notes are trying to yeah, get out here. It was weird. It's kind of hard to describe. She has a setup where she'll see it in the viewfinder of the camera, yes. but then she also has it connected to her computer. So yes. that's where it's like, well, she does, does she, she do something that. with that? But then she also has some weird Three artistic uh, installation TVs in her room. stack sideways Yeah, on she one has another. A, some kind of shelf that contains three CRTVs on their sides, but they just shoot them vertically. So we just see them on the side. So when she's talking about... Ah, I fucking hate my life to yeah. her camera. We're seeing all these different cuts between it's the weird. camera, 
her. But she's always the sideways, computer, like you said. Sideways she's always TVs, sideways and it's a little overwhelming yeah. at first. No. Thankfully, these kind of stylistic Doesn't, flourishes they get a little more toned down. Yes, they mean out go very along. quickly. That night, Eddie is setting out the table, the dishes yep. for supper, and he wants to put down spoons, but True asks Mom what they're having, and whatever they're having does not require spoons. He so. must have learned, like, the placement of that, because he mentioned somebody's name, like, oh, somebody said that yeah, this he, goes... he mentioned his teacher's <clears throat> name or something, oh, and yeah. that, I think, is something that's very accurate to autistic people, as they uh, are very... They like routines a yeah. lot, and... You know, if they have an idea in their head or they've learned something in a way, they are very stringent and specific about yeah. doing it. So True doesn't want to put the spoons out because she's got to do dishes yes. that night. Yes. Where, A, it's like if the spoons don't get used, I'm just talking from personal experience. We just put them back away. You if I'm putting away my dishes again. after I've eaten off of them, I didn't use a spoon and I know that, I'll put the spoon back in the drawer. Yeah. Also, their dad's a neurosurgeon. I would think they'd have a dishwasher. And not need to wash spoons by hand. And even if you do need to wash spoons by hand, that is basically the easiest dish to deal with. But the mom is arguing, or she's arguing with the mom again, and the mom's like, fine, I'll do the dishes. That's not the point. And uh, true. True. And I believe this is here where she says, she gets her camera and says, note to self. When I make the movie about my life, remind me to cast somebody else as my mom. Zoom in on her mother's face in shock. Which is a very mean thing to say. Like, she's hurt. But also, if she made a movie about herself, True wouldn't be playing herself. That's also true. That's not how movies about people work. Generally, I can't think of any examples off the top of my head that involve the actual person still being in their own movie. Tommy from whatever. Oh, he doesn't play himself, but does he? In that oh uh, in the disaster the artist yeah yeah no. yeah what if the disaster artist just had Tommy <laughs> Wiseau playing Tommy Wiseau and then she uh. cuts to some more archival footage of her mom where she says like oh look at what she wears out in public and it's yeah. her mom just at the grocery store yeah. I think she's just wearing a normal outfit but her mom's like being like a bitch well she says she asks the stupidest questions but then it just comes off that her mom's being a bit of a Karen. Asking yeah. the the store clerk if these like, are real. Is this organic? really organic? And then she just like waits, and the guy like looks at her like in disgust. And she said, "Like, would you put this out here? Are you just trying to like sell it to like conscientious people like myself?" And the guy's like, "Fuck off!" And he just which I didn't say. really think would have been a thing eighteen years ago. <laughs> no. But I guess organic falsehoods were still a thing back then. And or, she just like, or, but the store clerk was bad. Yeah, he didn't say, he didn't say, he literally didn't say a word. He, I worked in a grocery store. You would not get away with that kind of customer ignoring, service. Yeah, ignoring her. And then at supper, dad has gotten home and they're kind of chatting, talking about the paparazzi thing from earlier. And then the mom is passing, I think, a bowl of broccoli to Eddie and Eddie yes. drops it, and it's shatters a glass bowl, and glass it shatters. everywhere. And he's like, we can't eat that damn broccoli with glass in it. The dad is like, yes. specifically. Not Eddie. No. <laughs> what the fuck, Mom? <laughs> but yeah, the dad gets super upset, and... Not the first time. Not the last time. So we're getting these setups of relationships where True's kind of got some tension with Eddie, also with her mom. And the dad, in true decom fashion, is a bit of a dick. Yeah. But... It's actually warranted. We only really ever him. see him as a dick. And that is purposeful. Yes. So this is the part where she does talk about the baby sharks. 
And then she kind of talks about, is it my fault that Eddie is the way he is? Because I guess sometimes people with developmental disorders, it's related to not getting enough oxygen in the womb. Yeah. So she's she says, I'm the, the twin who came out first. Is it then my fault? If I came out second, would Eddie be the normal twin and would I be the, the challenged one? So yeah. she's got some... She's working through some stuff, and then we see that her room is apparently across the way. It's really weird how that house is laid out. So her window is looking out to the room where at, Eddie's at in, first, and his window is right at there. At first, I thought, like, do they just keep him in, like, a separate guest house? Like, what is happening? What and that's is where the... he lives in Hounded, kind of. Yeah. So, yeah, that, uh, especially as you um, uh, get older as uh, two teenagers Yikes. of the opposite sex, like, uh, you know. Just Gotta keep little... him separated. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, she hops onto her computer and goes to what is essentially I I said like a Yahoo Answers site. Yeah. But I guess it turned out to be just health questions, which probably was a little bit better than in, uh, in 2002 than now. Where okay. now don't go to don't go ask my body questions. exploded. Everything get lots of goofy, expert advice goofy answers but she's asking for help with eddie just to kind of come up with ways to help him feel more normal in the world and help him just live a, a better life or something like they that. should have had a trolley answer to to her question maybe not though it's oh probably, sure sure yeah probably best we'll get thing. we'll get to some of that later yeah some of my favorite stuff then at school we Learn and meet hot junior Billy Meyer, who is the crush and fixation yes. of True. But Billy seems like a total shit. But because he is, he ends he's up even being, worse than that. He is a, a love interest that I feel is used in a very satisfying way for once in the decom. He's awful. Anyways, then at lunch, True's friend Jake, who. For this is relevant to say that he is African American. Yes. And so he's... this scene with I only assume is accidental, but he has a sandwich from his mom or whatever that is liverwurst. Yes. And he's like, oh, gross. Yes. And then True takes out a Ziploc bag or a Tupperware container. And it should have been refrigerated or something. I don't know. Cold fried chicken. His eyes are bugging out of his head. Which it is was... supposed to be that, oh, it's just a better alternative <laughs> than a liverwurst sandwich. But like he's licking but his lips. It seemed a little... Directors of this movie, you could have picked <laughs> literally just... Eddie food. So many others besides stereotypical things like that. Yes. But... I don't know, through this food exchange, he tells her about this contest to host your own TV show yeah. or something like that. So she comes home and is really excited and tells her mom about it. And her mom's like, I don't know if you should try. You might not. Get you might it. not even win. Do you understand that? Which you might seem, not even win. Did seem kind of unsupportive <clears throat> of the mom. Yeah, she has like her her moments where she's like really understanding of Eddie and the daughter obviously but then there are moments that she does kind of seem like a little like eh, yeah i don't know the mom's not perfect either no and that's the point of the movie we're not all perfect but then she's trying to come up with the title of what her show could be and she's yes i don't know true wants to be a millionaire nypd yeah. true i don't remember all the other ones but, but she does not 
name drop the the title like of the movie. we we like we get in so many other decoms we've had multiple decoms <laughs> where did where quince the... get off saying yeah. it's quince it's quince like they even could have did it like at the beginning you know when they, there were multiple times i'll say i don't want to like spoil the ending or anything yes there, there are multiple times where there they could have said a billion the times of this before anybody could just say true confessions yeah. at any moment <laughs> yeah the dad bursts home and say true confessions <laughs> i got it there are definitely times where it could have been said Oh, yes. She can't come up with a great name. Then at school, she talks to her English teacher, and he says, Hey, what do I always tell you? Write what you know. Write what you know. So she's trying to figure out what she knows to make a video about. No. At work, we see Mom scrolling through, I guess, this medical questions forum. Yeah, because she was going to look up something... Oh, yes. She was looking up something for Eddie for music class. Yes, and then she's like, well, I came across... And how did she know it was her daughter? Because she signs it true. Oh. Like, I don't know if it was, like, true T or, like, whatever her last okay. name is, but she does say true. Okay. So that's how... So that's how she knew it was her daughter. And but she's also, like, I think true refers to Eddie by name, saying, like, my brother Eddie. Oh, okay. So she's seeing this post, and she's and talking it, to her co-worker. And I, I couldn't tell, because she had had something typed up on it. I couldn't tell if she deleted it or if she submitted it. So she must that is her sending a response. That yeah, we'll so she must, because it, like, disappears off the screen, and I, I don't know if it was, like, deleted or sent, but yes, we do find Maybe out. Maybe it's purposely ambiguous for the surprise, yeah. if you can even call it that, later on. Well, it, it kind of is, too, because, I mean, at first, we don't really, you know... If you're maybe not a child, it's well, you know, I mean, Dee Dee's a. But we're talking. She's uh, talking to her coworker, yes, and her coworker yes, is yes. like, "Oh, you're lucky. She's still living with you." But the mom is upset because True used to come to her directly with these concerns, and no. now she's just throwing it out into the, the internet for of anybody, the internet, for bikers, for, for old women, for fifties yes. housewives. So then, back at home, we get a. Fun scene, but I think a little too elevated with goofiness where mom and True are already in the kitchen and then Eddie comes in with a lab coat and doctor's instruments. Yes, he's ready to drill. And he says, Dr. Eddie reporting. And then he goes over to a watermelon and says... And and they're like playing along with it. They're not like So it's a cute moment with the family where they're making kind of drilling noises or paging Dr. Eddie. Ah, And like the sister just starts screaming. Which is maybe a little terrifying. He plunges this like brain tool into the watermelon. I couldn't tell if he was actually... So it's kind of like a corkscrew thing where he's operating on this watermelon but I don't know if it actually was going in into it i think not. it was in the watermelon i couldn't tell but somebody who didn't even want to tell whether it was going in the watermelon or not was papa papa, papa brain surgeon came papa's home and was like, the fuck is this bullshit these are my damn my damn heirlooms from my father antique, antique tools antique tools he's pissed is this what you think of me you think i'm busting <laughs> my ass going to work every day just drilling into a fucking watermelon <laughs> At least they didn't have Jake, her friend, show up in this. Oh my god! That's I was like, was Jake over for supper? Uh, So he gets very mad, and then Eddie actually drops watermelon. Eddie's like, I I, what do you say? I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. And then like, yeah, like you know what? I'm not a doctor. And the watermelon explodes. Well, he drops it on the floor. Yes, it explodes, and then he he says, "Doctors are mean." Is, is that what he I said? I think he says doctors are mean. You know, some just, of it gets a little just, you know, mixed in the Because he's, he's like crying, yeah. And then he just runs away. And I don't know if the dad feels bad now. I can't remember if he was feeling bad. Yeah, because then we see him talking to his mom and or his, oh, his yes. mom. The like, mom. Where mom says, hey, you scare him 
because you're a fucking dick all the time. Yeah, you're, you're a always monster. at like eleven. You're always like zero to sixty all the time. Yes. And then the dad says, "Will you baby him?" And they get into a bit of a disagreement where the we mom, need to raise the bar. Yeah, he is, and I can understand. I'm sure when you're becoming a father and you're going to have a son or whatever, you have all these ideas. You want him to be normal. You want, you want to, to be able to play catch with him. You want to be able to all those kind of show things. your porno mags to him. You know, just stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> Speaking about your own personal Whoa. experience. I mean, Jacob was an only child, so maybe uh, I missed out on some of that stuff that my brother's got to do <laughs> with my dad. Uh, but I thought this was fairly realistic where the dad, especially because... He's a very successful professional. Yeah, he's a, so he a freaking brain surgeon. Probably wants, yeah, has higher standards for his That he says, children. well, if we lower the bar and we just settle for where he's at now, then that's where he's always going to be because they say, oh, well, he we didn't think he was going to make it to a mainstream but school. But he did that. He you know, he's making progress. There. And the mom's like, well, maybe he just won't. Maybe this is just where he will be, you know? So that's the, the kind of tension we get with them. Yeah. And then pretty close to this, we see the dad taking eddie out to play a game of catch at the park and, and dad is strategically placed in front of like woods and just a lot of foliage and eddie always overthrows it very throws it very high over his head so the dad's always kind of chasing it sometimes falling into the woods sometimes having to dig through the woods to get the ball and we get some fun some kind of fun upbeat, fun music yeah it's acoustic like, poppy it's, song of, yes but it never fades out. The father at no. first starts off very excited. Like, he's, like, into it. He's having fun, you know. He's like, okay. But then, like, after, like, the fifth or sixth, like, shot, you can see that he's, like, getting tired. Yeah, we're just and, like, getting quick cuts it. to him getting overthrown or trying yes. to chase after the ball. Yes. And I think it's a combination of him getting frustrated with Eddie's ability at baseball. But I read it also as him coming to terms with, Maybe I am actually Eddie's having too high of expectations for him, and I have to start being more realistic about Eddie's actual abilities and what yeah. he'll be able to do in yeah. life. But that's just me. Some people don't get that interpretation. But out of this, Eddie gets a hot fudge sundae, yeah, I think. The dad just is like, you know what? Fuck, Fuck this. It. Let's go get ice cream. <laughs> yes. I'm like, that's win, what win. I should have done. I, well, I never played baseball, and my dad never said, let's go play catch. But I should have just yeah, purposely just overthrown it. Said, All right, now let's go to Dairy Queen. <laughs> uh. So then True is getting some responses on the, the forum post, and we get to see a couple of funny representations of the username. Love so the first this. one, this it was just great. Misty77. She was a bitch. She must have been 77 just, years old. Yeah, I guess. Which is not like, usually how usernames come up. It's usually like maybe that, the they year born. of their birth. Yeah. But she's an old lady. So does she and, change her username every year? In True's vision of her, she's an old, frumpy, kind of church-looking lady. Jesus. And she what, what says, was, yeah. you're not going to be able to change who Eddie is. But I think if you it's have in the Lord's hands uh, now, you know, a better sense of faith that will help you get along yeah. in life. And then what Which was this? Seem like overly like no. crazy. What was like the sound they faded her out with? I don't remember. Uh, I was, think oh, it was it, church bells. Maybe it was another kind of just like those quick cuts, like snapshots of like yeah. her face. <laughs> it was very kind of. Spooky. I think they were like church bells. Kind of reminded me of like Dexter, (laughs) where he's you know taking pictures of like a dead body or something. And then we get the best character of the movie, the the personification of of Chopper L.A. Yeah, who's just a big burly biker guy. I think my son's got what what your brother's got. Well, our school board was really great, so hopefully the school board can help you out. Go with God. And it's like vroom vroom vroom. 
I'm like, hey, that was decent advice. Is he sitting on a ch- on a motorcycle? Yeah. Yes, he is. He's sitting on a motorcycle, and yes, he instead of the church bells, now it's like vroom vroom, like revving, and the. But then we get apparently the better response that comes from Dee Dee, who is envisioned as kind of the perfect housewife. Yeah, the perfect fifties housewife. She's in a a nicely decorated kitchen. She's walking out with a pie. She's she's kind of cute. Me and me and Jacob were quite taken she's by Dee Dee. She's kind of cute. Okay, not like Dexter's Laboratory Dee Dee at all. No, Dee Dee. Uh, I'm trying to look up if I said like what Dee Dee says. She fades out. I know by saying, "Well, you can come and talk to me anytime." You know. Yeah. She just gives some like good advice, and it's yeah. like, okay, this is clearly her mom <laughs> saying these things, but. Uh, True finds whatever she says very profound. Yes, because she, like, prints out pictures and sticks it on the wall of what she thinks this woman looks like. So, yeah, like. it gets a little it's weird. It's really weird. Where it's, they I, never address it. I feel like it must be, like, a deleted scene or something where yes. in a later scene two in pictures, the movie, we actually ones. see the actual actress A and setting of Dee Dee in her mind as a picture, just a print on out, a normal door. picture on her door. So you can kind of imagine what the scene would be where she's kind of projecting this response onto that this apparently image that she likes. Yes. And that becomes Dee Dee. But without that context, it's very weird. Yes. And it's not like she has a picture of Chopper LA. No. <laughs> or Misty 77 up So I'm there. guessing, yeah, maybe it's just a show that she likes watching and then she just thinks that it's this. Yeah. Person. It's, uh, it's not like she just Googled, like, 50s housewife. Huh? Weird oversight by the, the set decorator I mean, and, or something. And, and it's not like Dee Dee is using this character as, like, you know, like a profile picture. No, this was certainly before that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, True is still fixated on the contest and, I don't know, through talking about, like, hmm, what do I know? And she sees Eddie trying to undo his bike lock or something, and then she says, oh, I'll, I'll do it about Eddie. Yes. And then she has to hop back on the ferry to go back to Yeah, she, to like, ditches, ditches her <laughs> friends. Yeah, her friends bring Eddie home now. They do, which is quite the responsibility. Because this is... The friends are good friends. Yeah, they... I know Jake, the one friend, plays baseball with them at some point. And like, like it, it goes quick from, like, oh, we I gotta get we out of here. I really actually introduced her friend. I just said she was with her friends. Her two main friends are Jake, who we talked about most importantly in his yeah. scene at the lunch. And I think the girl I, is, like, named Helen, She's maybe? in it less than Jake is. Less than Jake. That's the name of a ska <laughs> band. Oh. All right, oh. that's the end of the episode. <laughs> that's it. So then True gets back and she's got a bunch of books, heavy, heavy, big research books in. That she drops on the ground. And then her dad picks them up and helps her get through the door. And then I feel like this scene gets a little too ridiculous. But Oh, yeah, it does. I can't speak to living with an autistic person, but Eddie comes out and is rollerblading, rollerblading in the house. In the and house. He's like, Dad, look, I'm doing it. Yeah. And the dad is actually. You hear glass shattering several times. Eventually. But most of the time Twice. during this, the dad is. Kind of f- like, cool, yeah, good job, yeah, Eddie. Yeah, he's not like pissed at But then him. he starts to get a, a page from his pager. Yes, then he gets a phone call, I think, Yeah, too. well, I think he's calling on the phone. That's oh. what pagers do. You know, they mm. give you a phone number to call. True, true. For, uh, true apparently blowing the mind of this millennial yeah. and also the Zoomers and whoever else listening What's to this episode. What's a pager? Then the doorbell rings, and wouldn't you know it, it's Billy. Asshole Billy. The Hunk Meyer. The hunk. Doing a grocery delivery, which I guess was a thing for rich people back then. And, and he looks like, Not just I don't during know, COVID times. Like, when she greets him at the door, 
she's like, he's, oh my he, god. He never but, seems nice at all. But he seems almost embarrassed that he's seeing. Well, I that would she, that he's that she is seeing him as a grocery delivery guy. Oh no, I think he's almost, embarrassed. Kind of the cringe reaction because he's looking in on this house and Eddie is going crazy. Basically swinging from the chandelier. When he, when he steps about. inside, yeah, he has that response. But I think when she first greets him, he's all like, oh, like, oh, shit. I think he just doesn't like her. No, he doesn't. So then he comes in. Eddie, like, knocks over one of the bags of groceries. True is trying to pick it up. Eddie runs over her finger. Yeah. There's, like, oranges spilled out on and the floor. And he's like, I got to fucking get out of here. I got to get out. Where's my money? him real quick. And, yeah, it's just <laughs> so overly chaotic. Yes. It ends with the mom coming home and be like, what the fuck's going on? The dad saying, hey, you got to take care of him because I got to go back to the hospital. Is this when Eddie's eating carrots? And he comes up with a bundle of carrots and says, hey, True, <laughs> what's up, Doc? You get it? And I don't, you know, Bugs Bunny is a Warner Brothers character. <laughs> I don't know if They've that's done cool. this before, though. They've... Like, if there was a Warner Brothers movie where they mentioned, like, I don't know, somebody Disney? said, like, Gorsh or Gorsh, like uh-huh. Gorsh, Mickey, uh-huh. <laughs> like Gorsh. Okay, Donald. <laughs> I don't think Disney girls? would be very cool with that. No, they so probably they sue their asses and say, you know what, Bugs Bunny, maybe more iconic than some of our characters, but we're going to use them right. But now. like, yeah, because I mean, kid, I mean, kids would recognize that quote. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like you can't. Who like, are you trying to fool, Disney? Yeah. Tell her, oh boy, like don't be that a fucking Disney. Oh, yeah, I thought oh, like oh, the, if somebody just does like a Donald Duck voice yeah. or something. <laughs> Jacob's original rise to yeah, viral rise fame. to fame. I was like, should we go into that? I'm like, nah, <laughs> we don't need to. We'll save that for some other time. Another time, story time. Uh, so yeah, Super she time. gets so upset with everything going on, and especially I guess with the carrots because he kind of puts them towards his mouth that she grabs the carrots and shoves them down the garbage disposal, turns it on, and mom's like, "What the fuck?" She, and she said, "It was Billy Meyer, mom." <laughs> Billy And she's jamming him deeper and deeper into the garbage disposal. And the mom says, I don't fucking care who it was. <laughs> and, you and, just wasted good food. And she makes a jab at Billy Meyer at the dinner table, too, the mom does. She mentions Billy Meyer or something. I don't know. Well, True is basically just, I hate my life. She storms off. That night at supper, she comes down and With she's paper carrots. Weird paper carrots. And Shia is like nibbling at it. Yeah. And then the mom pretends to cut it up and eat it. And she's like, it's a little fucking dry. She says, I'll give it a 5.5. I, I thought she said, I'll give it a 5 out of 5. Oh, no. I maybe think she not. said, I'll give it a 5.5. Maybe Billy Meyer would rate it higher. <laughs> and, and I guess maybe cooking shows were a thing back then. <gasps> I don't know what cooking show would operate on a fucking 10-point scale yeah. with decimal points. Yes. That's a, technically a 20-point scale. Yes. That's a very granular food scale. <laughs> Michelin only goes up to five stars. Dinner goes good, though, right? There's, yeah, I don't think a, there's it's any. It's a nice family yeah, moment. Like, I don't remember if the dad says anything or jokes. I can't remember. Yeah, she writes another post where she kind of talks about how she sort of, in a way, feels jealous of Eddie because he's kind of just. In he his loves own everybody. World. He's happy all the time. Yeah, they, they show carefree. him, like, playing with, like, a car and, like, I don't know, he's using cans as, like, yeah. buildings and stuff. I don't know. He's just, hey, he's just always but, happy. That's uh, that's a thing to just say out there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Swallowed something. Got to spit it out. Uh, that was that was karma being like you. I'll allow Jacob to yeah. say that. Let that slide. <laughs> we got a very extremely funky montage 
of her starting to film her video about Eddie, where it's just very funky, pretty groovy music, and just a lot of shots of her interviewing a doctor. Oh, yes, yes, Showing yes. Eddie trying to brush his teeth. Yes. Uh, stuff with, like, plastic models of brains, all of that stuff. Yes. So she eventually comes up with a rough cut that she... Shows her friends. I guess, I don't know. I just interpreted it as a rough cut, but... Maybe she hoped it would be a final. Cut. Shows her friends with Eddie. And it is dry and extremely boring. Eddie's the first one to fall asleep. Her friends, like, when she's not looking, they're just, like, passing out, too. They're, like, really tired. And then when she looks over at them, they're like, oh, my God, yes, this is amazing. And wow. the content of it is basically she's showing mostly just seems like kind of diagrams of brains and stuff like yeah, that. And, and is essentially reading off an encyclopedia entry about like, autism or brain structure. Yes, and, and it's, it is very inform, you know, informative, but But it's it is not... the exact kind of video, if you watched it in a class, you would actually get nothing out of yes. it because the delivery is just so bone dry. And, and her friends end up being honest with her, like, yeah, you know, it was informative, but just really boring. Mm-hmm. And Eddie makes a remark. I can't remember. Like, loved it. It was great, or something. I can't remember he what he said. Says. It needs more car crashes. Oh well, yes. Later, later. I don't. I don't know if he says that when he's uh, walking you're, away. You're right. Yeah. But she gets a, a second opinion, which From is what mother. something one of her friends suggests. And the mom says she thinks she played it too safe. And True does not like this. But the mom's like, "You played it safe. Go this with is, what you know." She says, I think you should show your point of view or POV. And I'll say uh, POV videos are some of my favorite videos on the Internet. Just let that hang there. Jacob's on his phone, so he didn't really. uh, Maybe Jacob's looking at a POV video (laughs) right now. Those are my favorite. Uh, So True does not like this criticism. Well, she takes it as just criticism, but it's certainly constructive criticism. And then she has a, a heart to heart with Eddie where they're kind of reading this kid's book where she's making farm animal noises. And it's a a sweet little moment. And this is where Eddie says, I think it should have more car crashes. But then he also, Eddie also asked her why that she doesn't play with him anymore. And she says, Oh, I'm working on my tape. He's like, you're no longer my twin. You're not, you don't want to be my twin anymore or something. Yep. And that, that's kind of, it was sad. There is multiple moments throughout the movie where it gets kind of like emotional. Like, Overly forced decom heart to heart moment. That's the same. Like, like if I had a heart, I might I might have cried throughout this movie multiple times, like the characters do. Mm-hmm. So then she immediately runs to her computer to then go talk to Dee Dee about Dee. how can I not be such a, a terrible sister? Yes. Then we get what I felt, especially at this point in the movie, felt pretty random. Is they go and they're on a soccer team together. Yeah, True like literally out Eddie. out of nowhere. And, like, both parents There's no there indication. Too, right? There's not, like, a soccer ball around the house or a no. trophy or anything that would imply that they play soccer. And it's, it's like, a Special Olympics team. Or yeah. It's like a, but it's True like is a, allowed to play on it. Yeah. Once we get to the end of the movie, it'll be kind of clear why this scene is there. Mom but, and Dad are recording. They're recording yeah. this scene in the, from the stands. Which is the most important part of this. Yes. Well, but because... Also, they you, work are, together. you are correct. They work together. And yes, it's kind of just played up here that we haven't really gotten a ton of them being twins. And they're they dribbling are down able the field. To, they're there's passing. narration from True where basically she just says what uh, the Bella Twins would call in the WWE as twin magic. Where they've got some kind of telepathic link. No. 
And something we haven't really talked about, but calling back to the beginning of the movie where we see them as young kids walking in the field, we start to see that being cut back to again throughout the movie, especially when they're sleeping. They'll be like true sleeping and then that dream will show up and then we'll fade out of the dream to Eddie sleeping. So it's kind of implying that they're sharing this kind of dream, whether it's supposed to be taken literal or not. It is thematic because as the scene progresses of them as kids, True's little version gets lost and she's separated from Eddie and she can't find him. So it is maybe a little ambitious for a decom, but I think it turns out pretty well. And it certainly tries for more than a lot of decoms. Yes. In this scene, they do end up scoring a goal. Eddie does score a goal. Yes. They're they're dribbling, and then the twin she, magic she passes. She passes to him, and he has a good shot. The goalie's die having to dive to try to block it, but mm-hmm. he scores, and it's a happy moment. Parents are finally happy. Dad's finally happy for once yeah. in his life. My son's good at a sport. Yeah, sign him up. Too bad I be damn fucking soccer. <laughs> soccer. That's some bullshit. <laughs> So then Dee Dee sends a response to True that says, hey, you know what? Just show your true self. True. All great great artists have to take risks. So essentially what the mom had already told her, that you're playing it too safe, take risks. But since it's coming from Dee Dee, it's, oh, this, wow. How'd you come up with this? Where we'll eventually get the reveal that the mom is Dee Dee too. The mom makes that exact same comment, right? Something like that. She makes the exact same comment that, but, so Didi it's funny where she gets the realization her. later on that she realizes her mom is Dee Dee because her mom says something that Dee Dee says. Yes. But she doesn't make the connection that Dee Dee could be her mom. No. That Dee Dee is saying something that her mom literally just said because to her, Because Dee Dee is somebody, not her mother. Got a blind spot. Does not like mom or dad. Well, she, I guess maybe she doesn't. Maybe she just doesn't True like her. True is mom. gushing about Dee Dee. Yes. Telling her Like a lot. Like she's telling her mother. Well, And she even tells her mother, like, God, this Dee Dee really, like, gets me. You know, but her friend says, "Couldn't he be a five hundred pound fat man on his yeah. in his mother's basement?" But then she's like, "No, she just gets me. She's real. You wouldn't yeah. understand." Yeah, really, really loves TD. Then she pulls so out some I. old tapes. Now that she's supposed to be not playing it safe, she's supposed to take risks. She pulls out her secret top her secret box top of secret box. I don't know tapes. the dark Eddie tapes, yeah. <laughs> where it's just a lot of dark footage Eddie. of Eddie in uncomfortable situation some of it's fun them kind of playing yeah, around yeah, yeah. It was a, it but was like it'll a mix. be specifically there's a scene where they are at a grocery store and eddie they're checking out and eddie wants to buy some candy but they're leaving and they're not going to buy candy and he just starts really getting and aggressive it's, and it's eddie and the sisters so we don't know this is the scene we talked about we don't know who's filming this yes it, it's really it's confusing that becomes very questionable because the yeah, mom or dad would be that? getting involved obviously so maybe it's just one of the friends maybe and then we get Jake. another scene of the dad getting upset during supper because eddie spills some yeah, water we, or milk, milk or something. yeah and we see this scene a couple times throughout the movie actually and that one at least is set up that she had set the camera on a shelf like because hidden, at the kinda... end she goes and turns it off because like, oh, dad's fucking freaking out yeah. again and this is all set over a Bare Naked Ladies song. Yeah. Which is a rare time where Jacob will often be, hey, I think I recognize this <laughs> song. And I'll always be like, no, you don't recognize this song. <laughs> but this one. I didn't recognize the song, but I recognize the singer. Gotcha. Uh, because there it's quince. It's quince. So then Mom, True, and Eddie, no dad. No dad. He was busy. Always busy. Take Never a trip home. to the beach. 
where Eddie tries to fly a kite and really struggles. Yeah. And he makes some comments about how he thinks... This kite is stupid. This kite is retarded. Yep. And actually, in one of those old tapes, we see some kids at school They throw a ball him. at his head, and they're like stupid retard yeah, or something. Exactly. And yeah. So, so so he has that... He has the connection that stupid like... Stupid and People retards. call him, yeah, stupid or retarded, so then he's kind of putting that out onto the other things. Yeah. Like the kite. So the kite was acting stupid because it couldn't fly, so it was... So recovered. then he thinks it's his fault that it's not flying, and he starts to cry. No. And True is just sitting on the beach this whole time. Just filming. Just she filming. Could, <laughs> and like, she, like, makes that comment, like... Towards other situations like this, like, God, I wish I had my camera. Was that, yeah. Does that make me a terrible person? She's just like a complete sociopath. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember mom. She does say that. something like, oh, maybe there's just not enough wind, Eddie. But... Yeah. And then True is watching the footage as they're coming home that night. Eddie's sleeping in the back seat. And she shows it to her mom and she says, eh, I think people are going to laugh about this. I'm just too self-conscious. I don't want to put it out there. And the mom is just like, no, you got to take risks or whatever. And then True's, eh, you know what? You kind of sound like my friend Dee Dee. She's so great. I don't know what you're going to say. She's a 500-pound, fat, sweaty man. And then the mom is, she's just like, um, speaking she of say, Dee Dee. Yeah, she doesn't really, she doesn't say anything about No, this movie's like, actually, let's hold the reveal of yes, mom being Dee Dee for, two for about two scenes later. Yes. Maybe even like one and a half scenes. Because the next scene, basically, she mails out her tape. It's all done. So then she goes home after mailing the tape to tell mom, and then the mom lets slip. I don't. She lets slip some kind of deedism. Of she, yeah, she uses an exact. Gotta quote be that true Dee Dee to yourself. Just... But it's something so generic that yes. it could come from anything. Yeah. But the mom doesn't have the wherewithal. And she's to like, lie. what? Like, what the fuck did you just say, mother? Like, where did you hear that? Where did you hear that? And mom's like, uh. uh so Are you her? You're her? You're Why would you do this? You're, what you just do to say I'm stupid and then you'll use it against me? <laughs> it's it's just, weird. What are you going on about, Trey? Why is she getting Calm pissy? So, so she's like, yeah, she's just mad at mom now. She's very mad. She and says, she'll I never hate talk you. to Dee again. Storms away. Then a weird follow-up is the family goes to a carnival or yeah. art festival. Art festival that turns into uh, a Ferris a, wheel a that turns into Eddie like just running away, being lost, yeah. but not like really, not like a panic, like we need to find him. He no, just like shows yeah, it's up. Not, it's not that kind of He shows scene. up with a new hat on his mm-hmm. head and he's something in his hand. So True says, where did you get the hat? Did your mom buy it for you? No. The boys on the bridge. Did you steal it? No. Uh, these people gave it to me, so they yeah what go people? to this. We got to give it to them. Bridge, and I think Shia says like Billy Meyer, Billy Meyer. Yeah, which I feel like they could have just had this big reveal. Yeah, and it was kind of shocking for yes, me. Yes, very. Where the th- one of the three boys is Billy Meyer, she- and then she says, "Oh, is sorry, my brother said this was your hat," and he says, "No, it's not my hat." And she tries to hand it to him, and it's this dramatic shot of it. It dropping is. It's weird. Yeah, like like he, he pretends like he's gonna grab it, and she like hands it off to him, but he pulls his hand away and it just. Well, drops. you know, it's kind of in a way, literally the the other shoe dropping, where we're finally kind of coming to the realization of who Billy Meyer really is, and he says. No, I gave it to him. Isn't it be kind of retard week? Yeah. And then she just says, what the fuck? What yeah. did you say? And he says, yeah. And also, why would I want it back anyways after all three all of us three took of turns spitting, spitting in it. it? She's like, you spit in it? And then he let him put it on his head? So, yeah, she gets really upset. And he says, yeah, well, I think actually you maybe are more of a freak even than him. Which is that. That's the bridge too far where True doesn't... No. She fucking... She, she's being nice sister here where she does the best thing she does She in the pushes movie. him off to his death. Off the bridge. 
It is not a. <laughs> we should say this is a bridge over some water, over but water. it's basically it's like it's, it's a like, park bridge. It's like it's like it's fifteen foot drop, no. maybe. Yeah, maybe he, he does like, like a backflip. He's able to like flip over. Okay, maybe ten. He he does like a flip. He like falls backward, in the air, but it's and like he lands in the a water. creek in a park. Yes. It's very low stakes. I wish he did. Also, Rick Billy Meyer, he's a, a super athletic hunk, so <laughs> he's gonna be fine. He'll be fine. He could have landed on his head, and he had taken that like a professional wrestler. <laughs> and that was great. I wanted to push him into the water. I wish his friends would have laughed. Like ha 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 ha. No, that would have been too. That would have been too cliche. Yeah. Mm, now the bully's been thwarted, yes. so now we're gonna be friends with. Trudy. Yes. No. But later on in the movie, we see him applauding her. Do we? Yes. When she's announced over the loudspeaker. Oh, well, that that doesn't even count. Okay. So then at home, mom tries to make up with True, but she's too pissed about Billy, where she's like, Billy fucking Meyer, mom. She He spat in his head. But no, everything's perfectly yeah. fine. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> oh if I was the mom too, I'd be like, okay, true. Just go little, on. Go off. I'm going to go make supper or whatever. And then we get, a, I think, a, a very ridiculous scene that is kind of unnecessary in some ways. But it gets us to a good moment in the end where they go to this huge positively gigantic <laughs> library. It has like six floors. Yeah, where I know... New York Public Library or something. It's very big. But New York Public Library doesn't have this atrium room that just goes straight up. And there's this five or six floors. Layers. It's all open. It's like an open air. like Very modern looking. It's got a nice two elevators in it. In some Canadian city. But yes, there's elevators. Play a very important It's not even clear why she's there. Because she was doing research earlier with those big I think she's just there with Jake and Eddie. That's it. But why? Kids don't go to the library that often for kicks. Eddie, Eddie's reading some kids' books. Yeah. And he needs another because he finished it. So she tells him where they are. And then here we see him at like four racks. There's only four racks yeah, of children's Yeah, there's only four books. carts of children's books in this, in this whole entire library. huge library that happen to be right by the set of elevators. He drops a book naturally. And then some dude just kicks it into the elevator. Yeah, this is and some real. And he crawls into it. But Some then real baby's day out shit. Yeah, he crawls into it, but then we immediately see this whole thing packed with people. Like, yeah. we don't. how is he crawling through all it's, these people? I don't know. I think know. there's a scene, I don't know, maybe it's in Fantasia 2000 or something, where yeah. like a ball goes into a, an elevator bounces and a kid and follows bounces it in. And, bounces and then everybody. And bounces. Yeah, it's all. It's pretty it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. So then he gets off on the, the floor where everybody else is. I think that's on the base floor. And then. He just is wandering around and he's lost and then... Immediately finds himself surrounded by bookcases. Shelves, yeah. Shelves. And believably, he gets very upset and starts to scream he's for He's running true. down. Well, he at first he runs down all these aisles and aisles and he can't... He doesn't know where to go. And then he starts screaming, like screaming. The so, whole I mean, library true hears hear. him five floors up. Yes. So her and Jake come down, but before they can get to him... Uh, he gets a cornered. very mean librarian. Yeah, he gets cornered, and he's like, he's like, Shh, little boy, shut up. This is a library. Shut up. And he backs him into a corner where the shelves just like collapse on top of him. It knocks a bunch of books in, almost like the metal the shelf, shelf on top onto of his it. head. I was like, oh shit. So then the librarian is just like a huge dick because yeah. True eventually gets there and he says, um, this is a library. Get him out of here. Maybe he should go outside. And it's just, I don't know how an adult like that could not just. Put it together that yes. clearly this kid is 
you know. Because he's like, where's my sister? I need my sister. I need like, my sister. You, well, maybe before that he wouldn't know, but, like, after, like, he runs into the shell. And, and like, they're, like, hugging him. Yeah, and, like, it's yeah. like, that would be clear where, like, only a huge dick, mean, serious yes. librarian would say. And Jake's like, what the fuck, man? Can't you see they need a moment? And Fuck even off. after he's that, like, he's still. Well, he's this like, is un- this is unbelievable. Yeah. I'm gonna have to reshelve like 30 books here. Oh my! But, but then he says some more thing, and then he kind of seems like understanding. Like, okay. No, he's just begrudging. Like, sure, I'll give you time. Yeah. Because okay. he really is just kind of like, I want to reshelve these books. Yes. But then we get really, probably the second or first most emotional scene, where that's where I like this final dialogue, but the lead up to it is kind of just whatever. Where True is comforting Eddie, and he says to her, I'm tired of being different. Yeah. And she says, oh, well, We're everybody's different. different. But no, True, I'm real really different. different. And she goes off in some different ways. Like, if you weren't different, you know, you wouldn't be Get a bunch brother. of extra help. And yeah. basically, it comes down to, because you're different, that's what makes you so special. And that's why I love you so much as my little brother. Yeah. Oh, getting choked at Sad. Now. Oh, my God. And then he, she starts to cry. And then and he's I like, start oh, to cry. Did I make you sad? Are you sad, True? And she's kind of like, no. But she doesn't really go like, these are happy tears or whatever. No, yeah. But I thought this was a genuinely emotional, well-acted scene. Jake's in the not. background wiping tears from his eyes. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Jake, you? <laughs> Me. Uh, but yeah, it's a very emotional scene, well-acted by both Shia LaBeouf and yeah, so it is, uh, it is a good scene. Under Wraps Girl. Not Gilbert. Immediately follows up with her talking to her dad, where she tells her dad that in the moment she wished she could have had her camera, so yes. she could have filmed. Does that him make me a bad down. person? This is where she makes. And I would up. say a resounding oh. yes, yes. That would make you a bad person. Or that, like, that was your immediate feeling. Yes. But that kind of gets into, and they don't really get into it any more than that because the dad says, "Oh no, you're fine." But that is interesting, where she's essentially making a mini documentary about her brother. And that is a thing I think that documentarians have to wrestle with a lot where how much are you interacting with the subject that you're filming? You want it to be natural, organic, and not staged. But yes. then do you sometimes have, for safety concerns, do you have a, an obligation to intervene? But True did not have the ability to film. But after intervening in the thing that she should have done, she's kind of like, ah, oh, man. Why, why didn't Jake have my camera, damn it? That would have been some sick footy right there. Sick sick clips. But the dad's like, no, you're fine. I mean, you're not as bad as me. <laughs> so He gets his whole, whole little movie to himself a little later. And then she gets a letter saying, oh, what the hell? You know what? You won the contest. So then yeah. uh, she... Cut to her at school? Not quite, no. because this is where she's congratulating or her mom and Eddie are like, yay. And she hugs her mom. But then she backs up. Yeah, she realizes, like, oh, I fucking hate you, Dee Dee. And I've seen some people misinterpret this, being like, why is she such a dick here? But it's because they ain't watching it as closely as Lucas Melby is. Where this is a more nuanced than Deep Decom, where you can actually read into character motivations and actions, and they're not explicitly always spelled out what you're supposed to take away from it. But in this situation, my read is, She's hugging her mom, and then she remembers that she's like, wait, I'm still supposed to be mad at you, yeah. which is a very teenager thing to do. Yes. And then she throws her back and says, if people make fun of me for all the personal I'm stuff, blaming I you. put it in there, I'll blame you. Yes. And then there's still like a bit of like kind of perfunctory music at the end, kind of just like, where it's kind of 
the excited music, and then it ends that way where both the mom and Eddie are just, ah, what was that about? No. Trudy, am I we right? Don't, we don't know either. So that was my take on that. Then at school, the principal makes a school-wide PA announcement to say, hey, our student True has this program that's going to be on television. This is, this is where we see, see the one dude, like, clapping. Yeah, so the classes, everybody's kind of like, oh, that's cool. And we do see Billy, Billy, Billy Meyer, Meyer do kind of very begrudging slow clap, yes. golf clap kind of thing. So then it's the big night. True's gathered with her family and friends, but wouldn't you know it, isn't it always the case with those big, rich, professional dads that they're always not there when they need to be? Because the dad is at the hospital. Yes. So then we get to see the, the show. Uh, it's not dry and boring like her first draft. It's no. much more stylized in the way that of a lot of those interstitial cuts we've had. Yeah. We even see some of the same footage. Lots of shots of sunflowers. That was something I forgot to put in my notes. But I just remember that there's lots of shots of sunflowers, which I feel like is a very late 90s, early 2000s aesthetic. I feel like there's a Hanson music video. I don't know if Mbop has sunflowers in I it or something. I think it does. But that's just something I, I associate with that. Yeah. And some of the shots seem extremely staged because there's one where there, the there's a webs. spider web. That is Spider-Man looks is. fake anyways, but it's supposed to be like a nice spider web in the woods that's and covered she's like, with ew. Dew. Isn't she like ew spiders or ew? And Eddie's like, oh, a spider web. Ew, a spider web. That's like, gross, like, Eddie. No. And she even sounds fake as she's yeah. saying it. And then Eddie's like, no, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But it's being shot there behind the spider yeah. web. And somebody else is filming it on the other side. Yeah. So that could only be they're walking through the woods. They see this. And then she's like, oh, this would be a really good shot. I'm going to yes. stage this. Yes. So fake documentary. That's yes. bad. Bad yes. true. You stay behind the camera. <laughs> That's how you do a good Not documentary. Not true confessions. Yes. False confessions. That's the sequel. Exposed. False spelled uh, <laughs> F-A-L-Z. And then there's a, a funny cutaway to the dad where uh, I can't remember what the joke is. Uh, if an athlete gets athlete's foot, what does an astronaut get? And the joke is mistletoe. Mm. and the dad at the hospital who comes across the tv that's showing it yes. so he can watch it there he's just like fuck yeah that's that's a <laughs> knee slap right there he could have been in a, a stand-up special in the audience that cut away and he's just like because ah, ah, ah. you know those people laugh way more than anybody and then we start to get into some more emotional content where we see the the sequence when they were at the grocery store. Yeah, they, she puts yeah, that in there. It's like a quick like light switch. Like here's the truth behind it. You know, here's like the reality. Yeah, she says, "Well, it's not all sunshines and rainbows with it." Yeah. She has a very funny anecdote where she says, "I was gonna go see Toy Story two with my yes. friends, and then Eddie." ruined it because he was having a, a tantrum or an episode where he was getting really elevated. So yeah. then we've seen some shots of Eddie looking sad and her friends looking sad and the mom kind of like comforting her like, hey, I know this is hard. And she says, I wish people would take the time to get to know him because I don't really feel sorry for him because I love him. He's my brother. It's not always easy living with him, but you got to take the good with the bad, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's a good message. Everyone immediately around her is really impressed. Her friends and family are really liking it. Yeah. And then at the hospital, a fellow doctor walks up and says, Hey, is that your kid there? And he's like, yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah. And he's like, 
Yep, that's that's the that's the road we take as doctors is we're we're absent fathers then. And it's yeah. like, oh man, because you because you don't serious. see Papa in the in the video much. No, and we'll see no. why. And then True's nervous about going to school because one of her friends, Jake, literally says, "I wonder what everybody at school's yeah, gonna." Yeah, and think. they're all like, "Oh no." Yeah. And she and, goes, and she, well, she, actually, she has like a, a, one of her a vision, one of her visions where it's like really old people, All like the students high in the, schoolers in the normal school are not fake. Except kids. Billy. Billy's, well, Billy doesn't look like no. he's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer character. No, but like these two kids are like, what, what are they? Like, oh God, what was she wearing I thought it was so cliched yeah. and it was so basic and tried. And then, and then what, what was Billy's says, remark? Oh, teacher. The teacher says, oh, she should have said it all in Spanish. Yeah. Because like, I'm her what? Spanish teacher. And I mean, I was, what the hell? That made me so mad for some yeah, reason. I didn't like that. And then Billy said, I don't know. He said something. He said retard again. Yeah. And then Pasadena. Pasadena. Which I don't even understand don't how that, that joke works. No. If it's referencing Pasadena, California. But this movie does not They're give a Canada. location of where it exists. Except that uh, it's in Canada based on some of the city scape people know i think it's supposed to be vancouver or something but nope she goes to school and everybody's complimenting her and eddie because they walked in together and then everybody just stands and claps yeah and then they walk off and they're like arm wrapped around each other's shoulder being like yeah i want it everybody claps they lift them up and they're like rudy Uh, but we do not see Billy here looking like no, he's fucking everybody's. Done. I guess I'm he's wrong out. for being a mean dick. But so yeah, prick. I think that's fine. It would have been kind of fun just to get like one last shot. You there. see him in the background, just yeah, like exactly. Dad at home tells True because he says like, "Oh, I saw it, and then I watched it again on tape." It. But uh, why wasn't I in there? Yeah, some people, you could have fooled somebody to think you maybe even didn't have, have a father. A father. Yeah. Well, um, Dad, it's because if I showed the footage that I had of you, you probably wouldn't have been very happy. Yes. And, and he's Dad like, says, well, what? why? What? What are you talking what? about? Why is that? Let me see. It, come on. Can't be that bad. I, what, I got my pants down or something. So then she shows him, and it's basically just a super cut. Some of that we've seen before. We've seen the milk spill like five times by this time. But it's just him being a, a dick, yeah. which is mostly what, what we've seen. What were the others? Do you remember what the other ones uh, were? Like him being on the phone and Eddie bothering him. Yeah. We just hear him say, like, Eddie, your room's a mess, and all that kind of just, stuff. Yeah, always yelling at Eddie. And like it's like a 30 seconds of him just, at first, he's kind of like looking like happy that he's like in these clips, but then he just like gets sadder he's, yeah, and sadder. Hey, that's me. Huh, look, isn't this a thing? That's me on the television. And then, and oh, like, no. He's like more and more sad and more and more sad and... Which kind of starts to feel like it's a weird intervention where it's like, yeah, in the like, last 10 minutes. This is like him changing. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is like his peak change. Like, he maybe changed when they played catch. Maybe. But some, probably unlike not. some other DCOMs where some of this forced resolution with the characters yeah. feels forced, this is definitely needed. Yeah. Where there generally is a decent he needed arc that wake up. for most of the characters in this movie, maybe with the exception of Eddie. But yeah, he's just kind always of insane. a lot of what we learn about Eddie is he's kind of just Eddie. He's, he's Eddie arrested in the state where yeah. he's in, where he is limited in the kind of growth he can have. But he's a catalyst to make other people around. Yeah, him Yeah, he changes other people for the better. So then dad is like, hey, you know what? The, uh, 
This is a wake-up call. I didn't realize I was a dick She's like no, most of the time. <laughs> and she's like, no, Dad, we understand your job is hard. And da, 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 da. But she did say, uh, it's either you weren't here or you were, and the, this is the footage we yes. got. So then he says, hey, I'll ma- I'm going to try to be better. And we see later on him trying. And True tells him that Eddie loves us even when we make mistakes. Yeah. All we have to do is love him back. Because if God... Which is a good message. God would draw the... We don't need a... That that was a line from Eddie. It was a little confusing. That was weird. But then in this collection of footage she had, she sees one last clip. And it's her talking about her mom where she said... If I was going to make my it's own sad, movie, yes. I would recast my bitch-ass, ugly, most mother mom. Zoom in on mom's face, just sad, depressed, suicidal. So then it's time for True to really eat crow or whatever. Yes. And do her hard bit of growing where she needs to reconcile with her mom. Heads out to the garden to find me, ma. And it's kind of weird at first because the mom's watering. The mom looks back at her, sees her, and fucking runs away. She doesn't, like, run away, but she, like... She, she moves like, behind, like, a bush yeah. to go water there. She's like, ugh, fuck. Or she doesn't even want to I don't want to yell that true. again. You know, that's probably, like, what she's thinking. Like, uh, what am I going to but she finally stops watering and is willing to talk She's to like, True. Oh, yeah, what do you want? And That's it really true. comes down to what we've already heard her say in some other scenes where she just missed True and she she missed having her talk to her about everything. Yeah. And she found this outlet in Dee Dee that allowed her to still give advice to her daughter when her daughter was rejecting her, which I think is something that a lot of parents probably go through uh, as their kids grow up not sure they grow up so fast and then they're mm. on the internet talking to 500 pound men <laughs> named misty 77 misty uh and true's like yeah i'll still tell you things but you gotta understand i'm not gonna tell you everything in my life yeah and then she gets like really like kind of like weird it's... and then true really starts to lament about just she's struggling a lot with everything going on especially with eddie because she's starting to come to a realization that Especially, I think, related to some of the stuff Eddie's talked to her about were, sure, as kids, Eddie was different, but they were still kids. They were playing, being goofy, growing up. But now she's growing up and she's starting to see the difference between her and Eddie even more. And she's realizing that she'll grow up, she'll go on to college, get married, whatever. And Eddie might never have this. But Eddie's just probably going to stay the same. Yeah. And it's an emotional thing. And then the narrator kicks in to be like, hey... Life isn't perfect. Life ain't a box of chocolates. And things don't wrap up easily because this is not a sitcom. This is a soap opera. Yes. And she says, hey, everybody, we're still working. I'm still working on getting along with mom. And she's more. showing clips. Like, they're they're like her vlogs again mm-hmm. while she's talking about these. Dad's working on not freaking out so much. Though and we see a clip of him making a card castle or card house. House of cards. House of cards. With Eddie. And then Eddie knocks it over. And the dad... Freaks out, but is able to reel it back in a bit. Yes. Which I know, we'll get into some of this in a short little bit, that some people didn't like that the dad isn't perfect at the end. But it's not realistic. No, because you said we're not perfect. And like, that's fine. Not every decom needs to wrap up with a bow on top. And Eddie's still Eddie. So everybody else is working through their issues, but Eddie is still Eddie. Yes. And yes, it's very un-decom-like. Which is what I respect so much about it being not a clean, happy finish where they're all going to Dairy Queen, getting a a Mr. Misty. (laughs) Misty Freeze. (laughs) Sorry, Misty Freeze. And then 
Eddie goes to a baseball game and throws the perfect fastball, <laughs> and then they have a million-dollar cookout. <laughs> Somewhere in your tube, we see, like, the flashback to when they were kids. Yeah, so that comes uh, where the final sort of sequence is Eddie and Shrew are re-watching the tape yes. of their, I guess, probably most recent soccer game where Eddie scored. Yeah. And it's him scoring, and they're celebrating, and then he keeps rewinding it. And she's like, Eddie, come on. We've watched it like 15 times. It's not going to change. And he no. says, I know it's not going to change. That's what I like about it. No. Because it is us as twins. twins. And that is why they had to have the soccer thing in there. Because this is a very poignant and nice ending. But they had to contrive a scene in there to be able to get to this point. And then we get a fade out to them. Finding each other as children in the in the field. In the field. And they're happy. It all comes full They're circle. So, like, that is a very ambitious kind of recurring little it, vignette it, throughout the yeah, movie that ties together. Like, it's it's ahead of its time. It's, and after it's the, its, the credits, we see calendar. a message about, like, the Special Olympics. Yeah, they promote that, and there's another number, too, they promote. Yeah, some kind of brother and sister program or yeah. something. Yeah. That was True Confessions, and I think this movie's pretty good. <laughs> this is, I think, one of those... Without maybe some of like the little goofy fake sitcom stuff at the beginning yeah. of the movie, but this is one that could just be like a decent family drama good movie, yeah, and has a good message. Like, and we're not, we don't even feel like BS it just because you know it's like about racism or it's about you know whatever. Yeah, it's, like it's the, not like oh, like we really like this. Like it's it's a good movie. The color of friendship had good content in it, but it still felt like made for TV decom. At least its production values and yeah. stuff like that. Where I feel like this. Where they could sometimes be a little obnoxious, the the interstitials, the editing style of some they, of the movie yeah. was unique in a way that brought it above a usual DCOM. Yes. So, yeah, I think good message, pretty realistic characters. I didn't like True at the beginning. I don't necessarily love her a ton at the end, but I can understand and relate to what she's going with. No. Good I thought movie. It, was, it was pretty good. Good movie. Not much more to say about that. No. So that was... True Confessions. And if you want to give your true confessions oh. to us, you can write to us at a whole new pod at gmail.com and or leave a comment on one of our YouTube videos you might be meant, watching. Yes, we can plug uh Apple Podcasts, rate us, review us on there. You can also find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Newly Stitcher, and yes. also YouTube where you just search a whole new pod, you should be able to find us. And that's always a fun place. We're popping off in some views every yeah, once in a we're while. Getting a few and views there. A few. My favorite thing uh, now for each section. episode is for comments. So the two standout ones, a uh, continuing theme of stuff we've discussed before, where I have a comment on our genius episode. Oh. Chaz Anthony himself representing, where somebody just asks, "Please full movie," and then <laughs> uh, about seven praying hand emojis. Oh my. The second comment we've got that people wanted the movie. Oh, at least like probably like the fourth or fifth. Yes. And then on Motocross, oh. somebody commented, "Hey, I need to see the fucking movie <laughs> popcorn emoji <laughs> right now." <laughs> so does that mean they were looking for it, or they like listened to it? And they really loved it. I don't know, Deanna Powell. <laughs> right back again and tell us. And do, it's do you love our pod so much, or you just want? No, I don't think that's the case. But Motocross. That was another one we enjoyed a fair bit. Yeah. I think there's something about the disconnect of, I need to see the fucking movie 
but then the popcorn emoji <laughs> next to it. Yeah, the popcorn emoji is kind of fun. Exactly. So it's, it's like, yeah, so it's like they, they listen to it and they're just like, fuck, I love that movie. I want to see it. This sounds so good. But my guess is that... Look with, at her subscriptions. See if she's subscribed to us. With iPhones... <laughs> When you type in something, sometimes it's it associates it with an emoji. Yes. So it could just be like movie popcorn Pop emoji. Mode. Fuck you. <laughs> Tell us if you're listening, if you care. Yeah. So I meant to kind of bring this up somewhere, probably actually at the intro, which I said, oh, I planned this out. But I sometimes have a morbid curiosity where I'll watch a movie like this and I'll be like, I thought this was pretty good. And I know that there's kind of a dime a dozen out there of some similar podcasts to ours, some that even go in chronological order. And I kind of want to start a beef with one. Yeah. But I don't think I'm going to call them out by name, especially because they've had our idea years before us and have actually, I think, gone through all of the movies chronologically already. So now they're just doing, like, Good Burger and (laughs) stuff like that. But (sighs) these people that do this podcast are so negative. Yes. I've listened in, just hopping in and be like, oh, what did they think about this movie? And it's just repeatedly negative. Yeah. And I fall into the camp where I enjoy internet critics like Red Letter Media and sorts like that, where they can be very nitpicky and overly critical in some sense. Usually I think it's justified. But when you are doing a podcast about Disney Channel original movies, you got to know what you're getting into. Yes nostalgia i guess is a hell of a drug (laughs) you gotta remember some of these movies are not great and also there's a lot of these movies that you probably did not see or remember ready to run for example no but like xenon we enjoyed xenon but i'm not saying xenon's a great Great movie movie. yeah it's good on the grading curve of disney channel original movies whereas this something like this or even like Cadet Kelly or Don't Look Under the Bed, I can feel slightly better about being like, this is a movie that could exist outside the trappings of the Disney Channel. But these people also have the audacity to assign a a score to the movies at the end of each episode out of 10. Yes. That sounds just ridiculous to me. If you think it's ridiculous, you can check out my Letterboxd uh, (laughs) account where I will assign star ratings to all these movies. I think Cadet Kelly, I did like three stars. Oh, wow. Because the way I look at it is like three and a half stars is like a good movie. Three stars. Out of five? Out of five. Yes. Well, that's important to say too. Their rating was out of ten. Yeah. And it's just like they gave this movie true confessions. Most of them gave it three out of ten. Yes. Or lower. How? Why? What world are we occupying where we are basically taking on the exact same mission, doing the exact same thing, and coming away with such vastly different Different opinions. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, to compare, what is probably our least favorite? Or at least the one where we feel the greatest disconnect with people? The 13th year. Mm. So I checked their video. They also have stuff up on YouTube, but I I was listening in. Most of them still rated the 13th year like 3 out of 10. But I overheard them say they thought the effects of the 13th year were pretty good. Yikes. And like those, they're like, yeah, they still hold up pretty well. I'm like, oh, we're rewatching the same movie. So then I listened to our old podcast where we talked about the, the effects at the end, and I just found that funny. You know, some of our old episodes are actually kind of good. So I just, I don't know. I just find it kind of depressing. I think they this is a, a genuinely good movie, movie yeah, like, that tries for something that not a lot of Disney Channel movies I, do. I, I think you had mentioned, too, that it's not just, like, these guys that, like, look to just nitpick hard. Like, there are other people that just like to just kind of rip them apart. 
Yeah, I mean, that's certainly the popular trend with horrible YouTube channels like CinemaSins, where something that is horrible about the democratization of something like movie criticism like, through and, something and like, like you said, there are some there are some bad decoms that are just like too goofy or they're just like just dumb. Oh, ready to run. I rated that on Letterboxd half a star. <laughs> The but, lowest but yeah. possible rating, but, but yeah, they're just they're just like dumb movies, or you know, and I can see why you'd be like, oh, this is just kind of like a waste of my time. Like, this, I yeah. didn't really have, you didn't really get anything. There wasn't like a message there, you know. There wasn't. It was just kind of meh. This is a grander discussion, but the advent of YouTube film criticism or just Twitter film criticism yeah. or whatever is people think, and I'm not saying we are qualified to be like critics, but there no. are people who have the tropes and the the <clears> vernacular. <throat> the terms were plot holes and MacGuffins. Oh, and they're using and, that? You know, dissonance. And, like, people mislabeled plot holes in so much. I'll say, especially Last of Us Part Two. I thought the game was fine. I enjoyed it plenty. People were thrown around. There was a billion plot holes. So I pulled up. I just typed in Last of Us Part Two plot holes Reddit to find this giant list of somebody, like, these are plot holes. And it was mostly just... Stuff that characters did that they didn't like. Like, people take these terms and it's ruining popular criticism of yeah. these things because people just don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. But they feel like they're equipped with these terms they're, they're to opinions, use it that yeah. way. Yes. These people didn't like this movie. And they what frustrated me the most is I just kind of skipped the parts of their episodes. Yes, they were mad like with something like the dad, he was still a jerk at the end. Literally, as this is happening, the line is... We're not, We're not perfect. perfect. This isn't a happy ending. Yes. It's like when they're so just missing the point of the movie. And when it's an actual like good realistic message that is yeah. pushing the envelope for Disney Channel original movies. It frustrates me when these people probably would wish there was four more Xenon movies. <laughs> even though they'll probably not like Xenon Z3 that much because Protozoa got recast. Yeah. Oh my god, my childhood. Yeah. You're ruining my childhood, zoom, Disney zoom, Channel. Zoom, zoom, zoom. I guess I don't really know ahead of time if there's more serious movies like this. Like that one. I, I don't know. About like the girl on the, the aircraft carrier. I feel like that's probably going to be more Cadet Kelly kind of shenanigans. No, I can't and I mean, now that. we're getting... Zombies 2. Which yeah, now they're getting really I am feet. still very excited to see Zombie 2. Zombies 2 because on feet. Disney Plus and all it is is like these two characters meet some werewolves and I'm like I I want to <laughs> get there. But I still got to respect life isn't perfect and you got to take it's more interesting with more flavors and we don't just need I certainly don't just need variations of fantasy magical shit sports shit or fantasy magical shit shoved into sports shit which is how it mostly seems to come out with decoms yeah. so the end theme of what you should take away with this is i'm not tired of decoms no we feel like we're on. on a good stretch right now we're enjoying a lot of these movies we yes. got a fucking Lindsay lohan movie <laughs> coming up it's a mystery movie get a clue what? And I'm enjoying them. I feel they're varied. So, yes, I'm sorry. Don't take this away that I'm frustrated or tired with the episode or the show, no matter how much I complain about uh, having to edit it. No. <laughs> uh, but know that I am hopeful that these decoms will continue to be interesting. But and in the back we, of my we don't, mind... We don't mind the occasional bad movie. I'm just tired with mainstream, or just not mainstream, but, like, public film criticism. Yeah. And I think... It wins out in the end. I think it'll win out with the decoms where they'll become more <laughs> generic 
yeah. especially post high school musical you know then they get a formula that they're after but yeah. even in mainstream movies marvel it's the lowest common denominator but it's very popular and some of those movies are good some of those movies are pretty formulaic and yeah. at least something covid has given us that no movies are coming out anymore so we don't need to deal with new marvel movies right now yeah but hey my constant subscription to Disney Plus gives us the opportunity to pay an additional $30 to watch Mulan. Fuck you, Disney. I'm not doing that. $30? $30. Why? On top of me already paying up front for three years of Disney Plus. Why? It's a good question. Why not like seven or eight like a movie theater? Because it gets in... Because then a family gets off for free. When the whole point of streaming services is they want you to pay for it forever. So if yeah. Mulan's a great movie and you want to always have access to, to it, you, they should just added. only put it on the service. And that's actually Disney Vault's already a thing. Where that's they, really bad. All right. We're getting, we're getting. Well, that, that, I'm also like tired really, with Disney. I'm not like going to really lie bad. with that. That's like <laughs> really bad. $30. That's, that's stupid. Yeah, I'm just not going to see it. Also, Tenet, if they release that digitally, and I understand Christopher Nolan is an auteur and he filmed it with IMAX and that's no. how he wants it to be seen. I understand that. I'm not going to see that movie in theaters. If they release that one digitally for $30, I would probably pay for it. <laughs> but also, you know what you could do? Release it digitally. Release it in IMAX again once everything fucking hopefully and calms down next summer. And if it's not a shit movie, people, people will fucking see it. See it. People will, I yeah. would go see it if I could find like a nearby IMAX theater to see no. it. Uh, but now... <laughs> We need to cut ourselves off. <laughs> totally off. I am afraid we are now still going long when we tried not to. No. So You might not even be listening anymore, and that's okay, too. With that, I'm just going to sign off and say, be good to each other. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. And also, with the words of Hannah Montana, I'm going to work it. No, 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 no,